So I get asked a lot about longevity, how I've been on the health and fitness journey for so long, how I rarely fall off, how I make progress year on year. And I've never really reflected on this that much. I'm really just looking at my next day, the next goal, and just working towards it. So I've not really ever taken the opportunity to reflect. So it did have me thinking. I would say that now compared to in the past, things are a lot more easier. And I would like to to start by saying that they should be for someone like myself. Realistically, if you're new to the journey, if you have other priorities in your life, if you are just not that familiar with health and fitness, then it will be hard initially. And it was for myself. I will start by saying that my passion and my intensity and also my youth and my age helped me in those initial stages. Whereas, you know, I wasn't starting the journey with kids, you know, a full-time job or anything along those lines. However, I find myself in a position now where I can essentially put my health and fitness on the back burner, but also still make progress at the same time. And this isn't me blowing my own trumpet by any means, but I always like to think that success leaves clues. So once I did reflect on this, I realized there was a few things that I have been doing that will hopefully help you guys today who are maybe one year into your journey, maybe two years, or maybe even one or two months. And you're just thinking, okay, how am I going to maintain this for the long term? I really appreciate the switch that's happening right now. I'm hearing a lot more people think about how am I going to maintain this long term versus in the past where it's just like, let me get in shape for my holiday and you know, we'll worry about the rest later but a lot of people are thinking long-term. So I want to give you some of my keys to the personal success I've had. And I get started with number one, which is I never looked at the top of the mountain. I think a lot of the time people will have challenges because they are looking at how far away their goal is. They might have 20 kilos to lose. They might have 25 or they actually think about, okay, how am I going to maintain this for the next 10 years of my life? And they really, really look at the broader picture, which is great at times. You want to be aware of where you're going. You want to have long-term goals, but you don't want to be staring at the top of that mountain because if you haven't even got started yet, it's incredibly intimidating. And the fortunate part for me is when I got started, I really wasn't thinking about, okay, what am I, how am I going to do this for 10 years? You know, what's my long-term goals here? I just knew that when I got started, I wanted to lose weight. So I just focused on losing weight. And then when that happens, I focused on the next goal, which was gaining a bit of muscle. And then the next goal and the next goal. And this is what I always encourage people to do is not look at the top of the mountain, look at the individual checkpoints. If you're going on a hike, you're not looking to get to the end at all times. You're looking for the individual checkpoints. You say, at this point, I'm going to take a break. At this point, I'm going to go grab something to eat. At this point, I'm going to hydrate, right? You do have awareness of where the top of the mountain is, but you're not constantly looking up at it. Because if you do constantly look up at it, you won't be able to see where you're going. You're probably going to trip up. So my first piece of advice is not to look at the top of the mountain, just focus on each step in the right direction and allow those small steps to add up. And the second one that ties into this quite nicely is I set up plenty of goals along the way. As I mentioned, my first goal was to just drop weights. You know, I wasn't really super tied to any number, any physique, because I really didn't know what I could achieve in these early stages. I was very young. I had no prior experience. So it's just a case of saying, okay, I want to lose weight and get in some form of shape. But then I set a next goal to gain some more muscle once I cut down for the first time. And then I cut down again. And then I decided that I wanted to compete. And then I decided I wanted to get strong. Then I decided I wanted to do a photo shoot. Then I decided I just wanted to maintain things whilst I was traveled. I set plenty of little goals along the way, little and big goals. So it wasn't ever like I was thinking far down the line. It was just about the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. And if you do always have a goal to work towards, it keeps you incentivized. It keeps you in line. It keeps you motivated to keep pushing. So I 100% advise you setting goals. Once you've hit your first goal, 
not set another. It doesn't have to be grandiose or huge. It doesn't have to be, you know, to compete at the highest level. Just set a new goal that has you moving in the right direction and challenges you to challenge yourself, essentially. Number three, I molded my environment to help me. I was fortunate because of I loved it so much and I was in a position in my life where I could choose it as a career. I became a personal trainer. However, what I did do is that I made sure that my lifestyle aligned very much with what I wanted to achieve. I would meal prep. I would buy things that are synonymous with a health and fitness journey. I would go to the gym regularly. I would make sure that that gym membership was a high priority and it was a gym that I liked. So I worked in the gym. I had a separate gym in which I trained in. You know, I had all the right foods in my fridge that were going to help me hit my goals. I bought a George Foreman. I bought supplementation. So everything in and around me aligns with my health and fitness. Unfortunately, again, this is just a personal example. I made a lot of friends as personal trainers. So the conversation was about health and fitness. And don't get me wrong, not everyone's going to be able to do this. Though there has been a few people I've worked with who have changed the trajectory of their careers and they're going down the route of personal training, uh, nutrition qualifications, spin cycling studio qualifications, which is amazing to see. But at the same time, you can do this by cultivating a community. You can encourage your family to join along with you. It's so much easier when the people in your household are also doing the same thing. So as much as you can mold your environment to support your health and fitness goals, do it. Before, I had a visceral understanding of what my life would look like if I wasn't aligning with my health and fitness. I always say to people, you don't necessarily want to be motivated by what you don't want to be. And you also don't only want to be motivated by what you can become because of sometimes that's quite hard to really actualize and really know what that's going to be, especially if you've not done it before and don't have prior experience. You want a healthy blend of both. Part of you wants to be moving away from who you do not want to be. That's incredibly motivating. However, you don't always want to be motivated by the fear of where you don't want to go. You also want to be encouraged, incentivized, and inspired by who you can be. So I think a blend between the two is always a good way to go. So for me, I really understood the byproduct of not keeping my health and fitness in line. I knew how I felt when I wasn't eating well. I knew how I felt when I missed a few workouts. And that really, really helped me push forward. And it helps me push forward to this day. And I'd say it's even more apparent now than it was in the past because I didn't really falter. I had these big goals I was working towards. But now I'm a little bit more relaxed. I focus more on my travel and my business. It's easier for me to fall off. But I don't because I know how bad I'm going to feel if I let my nutrition slide, if I don't train. I'm really, really aware of this. And the more aware you can get of this and the more aware you can get of how good you feel when you do keep your health and fitness in good place, the easier it will be to keep on going. I'm telling you that for sure. On to the next is that I made it a part of my identity. I was getting birthday cards, birthday cakes of, you know, six packs and, uh, people lifting weights and all types of those things. People knew that Elliot was the guy who went to the gym. You are what you repeatedly do. You are what you repeatedly do. And if people see you taking care of your health and fitness for long enough, they see your passion and maybe your borderline obsession with your health and fitness, they'll start to associate you with someone who goes to the gym, someone who takes care of their health. And that makes it a lot easier because people aren't going to be the first to invite you to, you know, go eat pizza or they're going to be the first to invite you to uh, wine testing, right? They might, but they'll also be aware of what your commitments are. So you're going to be more likely to be invited to the act 
active um, date or active social occasion. Like people are going to know not to take you out to a, an Italian. They might be a bit more considerate. It doesn't mean you can't do these things, but the more people understand what your nutritional preferences are and how you identify with those certain things, the easier it's going to be, right? You're not going to take a vegetarian to a steakhouse, right? Their identity is synonymous with being a vegetarian or vegan. They're not, you're just not going to take them to a steakhouse, right? So the more you can align with your health and fitness as part of your identity, the easier it will make those type of situations, the more people will associate you with taking care of your health and wellness. Number six, I believe, is that I just did it for a really long time. I think I started with lifting weights probably, I want to say like 12, 13 years ago from the first moment I did tricep dips at the side of my bathtub and bicep curls with two shampoo bottles in my hand. That is genuinely how my story begun, which is hilarious, but true. And it's been a very long time, you know, and you are what you repeatedly do. And it has just become easy. It's just part of my life now that I eat in a certain way and I train regularly. And it comes back to viscerally understanding how I feel when I don't and understanding how I feel when I do. So once you do something for long enough, it does become a lot easier. And it's not something I have to think of. It's same as the cliche saying of brushing your teeth. You do it for long enough. You're aware of the implications of not doing it. And you're also aware of the implications of doing it. Fresh, uh, breath, healthy dental hygiene, and the opposite is obviously the case if you don't, you continue to do these things. You get a good understanding of it. Those are a handful of reasons why I've been able to stay on my journey for well over a decade, and I see it happening for years and years to come. I think I've said it on the podcast before, but my goal is to be that 40, 50, 60-year-old man who continues to exercise, continues to train, and continues to show people that it's 100% possible. And I know I'm in the early stages of that, and you can hold me to it but I'm pretty confident in my ability to do so just due to the fact that I have been able to implement this over such a long time, which fills me with confidence that I can do it long into the future. So I hope that helps, guys. This wasn't an episode to just shout and scream about my own successes. It was really just to share what I've done over these past you know, 10 plus years to help me maintain things. And I hope that you can follow because realistically, a life where you take care of your health and fitness is truly going to be the one where you're going to live at your best. So that's everything from me today, team. Take care and I'll look forward to speaking with you tomorrow and that was the simply fit podcast i hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode i feel inspired to improve your health and well-being be sure to search for simply fit in apple podcasts google podcasts and spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast from and go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes also if you like the episode please don't forget to give it a five-star rating i'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have to reach out to me on social media, you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.